everybody. I'm Diane. I'm Langdon. This is Diane and Langdon Podcast, where we analyze various forms of media, continuing with Full Metal Alchemist, the 2003 anime adaptation. Today Woo! we're going to be dealing with episode 11, yes. The Other Brothers Elric, part one. The only part one episode that, the only two part episode that we'll get that's explicitly part one, part two. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, um, so far, the... Elric brothers are Edward and Alphonse. They are 14 and 15. They are brothers. They are alchemists. And the main issue with them is that they tried to do a human transmutation to bring their mom back to life. And in the process, Edward lost his arm and his leg, um, and Alphonse lost his whole body. So He is now a soul bound to a suit of armor. Right. And Edward has uh, auto-male prosthetics for yes. an arm and a leg. Yes. So, so very advanced prosthetics. Edward is also a state alchemist, which means that he works for the military. Mm -hmm. Very specifically, he works for Colonel Roy Mustang, who is the flame um, alchemist. What? I thought he worked directly under the Fuhrer. Oh, no. You know what? He works for Boss Grand. Yeah, Brigadier General It's Boss really Grand. unclear, yeah, guys. They ha they've told us a lot of different things. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, you could totally, like, just have this be, like, the chain of command. Roy Mustang reports to Boss Grand, Boss Grand reports to the Fuhrer, so on and so forth. But, like, the fact is, if you're going to set up a chain of command, you actually have to set up the chain of command. So as somebody who's spent a lot of time researching military chains of command... For a Full Metal Alchemist fan fiction, this is very frustrating for me. Yeah, especially because you're very careful about it. And, and Arakawa yeah. in the original manga is very careful They're about just, it. They're just, they don't and care. And they just kind of, I, I guess it doesn't matter for what they want to do no. is really what I think. Um, no. Uh, where we have left the boys is they are looking for a Philosopher's Stone as a means to get their bodies back. Yeah. They recently got a tip about Xenotime. Langdon, where did they get that tip? I don't. Don't make me talk about last episode. All right. They um, got it from a woman named Siren, and that's it. Yep. That's all we're going to say about <laughs> what happened last episode. Um, Zenitime is a, t is a mining town uh, mm -hmm. nearby. Uh, yes. It's, it's, I believe it's called like the town of gold or the city of gold or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, but I feel we would be remiss if we did not point out that this could, this could really be like the third episode. It really Because could. they didn't have to go to the last place because no. they only went there on a whim. So they could have just come to Zenitime on a whim. And that whole long flashback that we talked about, it was seven or eight episodes in flashback, could have been cut probably entirely or just moved around or replaced in different areas. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 very frustrating to have done this, to have yeah. this really long flashback before we needed it, honestly. I really feel like you should let your audience sit with characters before you introduce a flashback. Otherwise, who cares? Um, yeah. And then also it didn't provide any, any questions, didn't provide any answers. It's yep. it's a it doesn't very affect this episode or the no. last episode at all. No, or, or not at all. Any of the episodes we've seen so far have they've all been completely unaffected by the flashback. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, theoretically, the boys are on their way to to go to central headquarters to check in with Roy Mustang because Edward's required to make an annual report on. What I he's guess he's learned. he's required to report. Yeah, um, and, and they have a deal where he's going to share whatever he learns about the philosopher's stone, which so far is nothing. But they're basically taking their sweet time, which I'm kind of surprised is an option. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but they went to the last town basically to play hooky. Um, and here, I assume it's kind of the same thing. Well, uh, here they, they got a tip in the last town they were in. So that's why they're here. Right. But I thought they, ha I thought they had to be in Central. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Well, when this... They don't have to be in Central. They have to be in East City. Roy Mustang now works in East City. You're very right. I, I know apologize. I'm right. 
I know where he works. Well, he used to work in Central. I know where he works now. Okay. Um, this episode starts with the boys arriving in Zenit time, and they talk yeah. about how it used to be an area that produced a lot of gold. Um, and Edward yeah. says it would make sense that people would study the Philosopher's Stone here. Because apparently in this version of Full Metal Alchemist, you can't make gold without a Philosopher's Stone. Right. Which is very, like, by the numbers, original medieval alchemy mythos right where that's that was the purpose of the philosopher's stone in medieval mythos was was just use it to make gold um but this is also weird for me because it's kind of their first time hardening up on an alchemy rule because they've introduced the concept of equivalent exchange before and we've seen it broken several times Uh, in various situations yes um in various situations um but also this is this is bizarre to me because I thought that our rule was mass in, mass out. We've seen yeah. items be transmuted from one item to another. We've seen elements change. We've seen molecules yeah. change thus far. We saw Edward take a stone obelisk and turn it into a giant floating wreath that rained flower petals down on everybody. So if I can accept that that happens, then I can yeah. accept very easily that you can make gold. So this it's- is... It seems like a really weird rule to set. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, but the one thing it you can't do arbitrary. is make gold. It's, uh, it's yeah. arbitrary. Yeah. That's how it feels. And you also can't do human transmutations. But that, maybe in this universe, that's something that is illegal, but that you can do. But that you can do. You Who can knows? do human transmutations, it's just illegal. Um, Jesus. But to, to kind of get us into the, the start of the action of this episode, a little girl named Elisa is trapped underneath a minecart. Um, and there are five grown men trying to pull this off of her. Edward comes in and he mm-hmm. saves her using alchemy uh, by turning the minecart into a rectangle. Yes. Uh, and everybody's grateful. Yes. Um, to, to be clear, though, he makes it into the rectangle that started haunting various places around the globe. Like the obelisk that has started oh. appearing in the California. And was it the Romanian? There was one in California. There was one in Romania. There was one... Feel like in Nevada, maybe. But those know. weird obelisks that decided to appear in the place in 2020. That those were alchemy. I'm those telling you that those alchemy? were alchemy. That was Edward, not aliens. No, that was Edward in our universe. Because I've already Shut told you. He gets <laughs> then we get our opening credits. Um, I feel like we've given this song a lot of trash, but I think like a lot of shit. But I feel like we both look forward to it now. It grows on yeah, you, I guess. But I, I, I feel like since we. I still feel like it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) My judgment's too clouded these days. Um, uh, I think we only have a few more. I I can't imagine we have many more episodes with it because there's only 50 something episodes and we're already past the 10 episode mark. So I assume it's going away soon. So maybe part of me is like going to miss it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, The first scene after the intro credits is in an inn. And the walls of the inn are covered with, like, gold objects, like gold necklaces, gold just artifacts and relics. And if this town is having the problems that uh, Edward has suggested it is, why not just sell a bunch of this stuff? That's going to get them through, like, a little bit. Like, they'll be okay for maybe a year if they sell all this stuff. Um, But the town is all very grateful that Elisa was saved. Elisa thinks that Alphonse is Edward's dad. Which makes Alphonse embarrassed Mm -hmm. and makes Edward, like, laugh. Yeah. I don't... I don't get this. I don't get this either. I don't get this because it's... it's, 
Edward is usually very off-put by people bringing up his age or his height or anything or assuming that Alphonse is in any way Edward's superior. So the fact that Edward's like, ha, 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 snicker, snicker, while Alphonse is like, ooh, no. It's very weird to me. Why is Alphonse like, oh, no, because I feel like Alphonse would be like, that's hilarious. Yeah, no, the Alphonse that I know would be like, ha, 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 while Edward would be like, what? I'm the older one. And then Alphonse would just go, you're grounded. Yeah, stop telling lies. Son, <laughs> but whatever. Um, uh, yeah, I know. Um, but they correct her, and she learns that Edward is the older brother, and she's like, "You're older than him." And then Edward is embarrassed. Yeah, so it's so, very clear that the reason they played the first beat was so that they could do this kind of reversal thing, which yeah. I. I'm not a fan of joke reversals. I'm a fan of joke escalation. I feel like it would have been really funny if she was, if if they did like the Alphonse is your dad, and I would be like. No, I'm I'm older than him. I'm literally his older brother. And then be like, wait, you're the older brother, but you're so short. And then Edward be like, what did you just say? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Just have escalated him, each have time. Have him be like angry, and then have him blow up. Yeah, um, ten times funnier. I mean, and and you could even have stretched it out a little bit longer because in a few minutes, the we meet the other brothers, Elric, and they make the same mistake. So you could have had him get mad at Elisa and then escalate it even further when the other it it. I, I don't understand yeah, why Alphonse yeah. is embarrassed in the first place. Yeah, it's, I don't, I don't it's get it. literally valuing making this really cheap joke I know. over keeping the characters consistent. I know why. Why? It's convenient. Shh. Oh, no. I forgot the number one rule of this show. <laughs> if it's convenient, do, do it. it. Um, Elisa's uncle, whose name is Belcio, enters the inn with a bowl of lemons. I forgot why the lemons are important. I did too. It's something about a pie, I think, a lemon pie or custard or meringue. I'm not sure, but really? the, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, okay. Unless I'm completely really, confusing really, them with Winry, I really like, don't remember at all. Which is quite possible. I think about Winry a lot, but like, <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember why the lemons are important, but they're there. But Winry, of course, has been kidnapped and is dead at this point. <laughs> right, because they left her in Central by herself, her and hundred percent of the time that she's alone in Central, she gets kidnapped. Uh, <laughs> I hope that the viewers, the listeners of this podcast have been with us for every episode and aren't just jumping in, because I'm sure that we've said things pretty much every episode that has left at least one person like, what? what? (laughs) (laughs) But Belcio comes in with his bowl of lemons, um, Mm -hmm. and Elise is really happy about seeing him, but her father says that it's Belcio's fault that she was in danger in the first place. And Elise is like, no, he asked me to help, but first of all... right. Belcio wasn't even there. Well, and I don't even think that he works in the mine. I think that he farms lemons. <laughs> and her dad was Either there. that or he does work in the mine and he's the lemon-stealing whore of this universe. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> um, um, but the, the problem that I have was that her dad is there. Like, obviously seeing her work in the yeah. mine. I don't know what she's doing. And he didn't immediately be like, get right. the hell out of here. And Belcio's not anywhere to be found. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. In the intro. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Um, but then the conversation ends because Elisa has a bad cough and they send Belcio away. Yeah. So the town pe- the townspeople, based on the fact that Edward did um, alchemy, uh, they assume that the boys are alchemists. And they're like, oh, are you here to help Mugwar? make a philosopher's stone yeah and 
And where now Fonz are like, hmm, who's And then they introduce themselves as the Elric brothers, and then they promptly get kicked out on their asses. Right. The townspeople say that they're lying about their real names, and that they can come back when they're willing to tell them their real names. Yeah. But they're told that the real Elric brothers are up there, and someone points to a mansion on top of a hill. Yeah. You know, something I've noticed is that the boys, Edward and Alphonse, always assume and walk into a situation like they expect preferential treatment right due to their being the elric brothers but we've literally never seen them get special treatment once so i don't know why this assumption is there you're a hundred percent right <laughs> um i will point out that whoever these these imposters are have clearly gotten some maybe not special treatment though because we don't know at this at this point we don't know why they're pretending to be the elrics yeah um but just to fast forward a little bit, they do get some special treatment for that. That, may, well, may, I don't know. I don't know. You're, you're right. You're right. <laughs> We've never because, seen Edward yeah. and Alphonse explicitly get special treatment for being the Right, because we don't know that the other brothers got special treatment for be, yeah. for pretending to be the Elrics. We just yeah. know that they did it. Yeah, because right. either people don't recognize them like in Lior, or mm-hmm. they kick them out of their inn like they did in Usewell, mm-hmm. or they call them liars like they do here, mm-hmm. or people are just like, you're not a state alchemist like they were in in yeah, in Acroya, in in Acroya or your Roy Mustang. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very glad that you brought up the guy in Acroya though, because I actually, I, as much as I don't want to talk about the last episode, it is another like very tangible instance where the Elric name gets you nowhere, nothing. So I don't know why Edward's always going around all smug, like, yeah, I'm Edward Elric, I'm the Full Metal Alchemist, and it does stand in contrast. To the, to the manga, because yeah. in the manga, people do recognize them and are like, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you're Edward Elric, the Full Metal Alchemist. Like, it, it happens from chapter one. Even. Yeah. It's in Lior, where they actually are recognized by the people in Lior. So it's, it's then, weird. But then how do they introduce lust in the manga? We've already talked about that. We're not even going to touch on it here. <laughs> I'm done with you. Um, um, we cut from this scene to the mansion. Yeah. Uh, there are guards outside of the mansion with guns. Yes, and they inside, are not in uniform, though, so I assume they're mercenaries. Ah, from the town, though. From the town or from elsewhere, who knows? They're mercenaries. Uh, inside, there are two blonde brothers looking at mm-hmm. a bunch of bottles of red chemicals. There's one of them who's very tall and stern-looking, yeah. um, and the other one is quite short, and he wears a, he wears a floppy green hat that does not cover his head. Mm-hmm. Um, they, oh, oh, and they also have masks on, which I didn't even realize at yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, we're living in, we're living in strange times, y'all. Yeah, unprecedented times. But it, it, we did this scene and then I was like, wait a second, did they have masks on? In 2003? <laughs> uh, but so clearly these chemicals are like something dangerous that yes. you can't breathe. Uh, yes. Edward and Alphonse arrive outside. They sneak past the guards. And they use alchemy to transmute their way into this mansion. The brothers from their lab notice the flash and the sound from the reaction, but apparently the guards don't notice anything. They even know that it's alchemy. They comment on it. Um, yes. Edward's transmutation has gotten them into the library. Mm-hmm. They don't close the, the hole Which is that they made. crazy, because if, if the other brothers Elric from multiple floors up can see and hear the transmutation reaction, yeah. then so can the guards. And the guards would come around the corner and see a giant hole in the wall and be like, gosh, I bet you somebody snuck in here. You would think so. Uh, <laughs> but the real Elrics, uh, they just grabbed the first book they found and they're like, yep, so this is definitely where they're working on the Philosopher's Stone. So this is a very 
specific library where literally any book you grab is the right book um but they they are reading these books and they're quite absorbed in them but not Mm -hmm. so absorbed that they can't have a conversation because they're talking to one another so while they're talking though we hear the door open and then the other brothers elric enter and they talk to them they yeah they make a statement and then then the elrics react yes (laughs) I feel like I see this a lot in animation, though, where reactions are severely delayed. I hate it. it yeah, I don't like it. Um, it's stupid. Uh, but the older the older brother also thinks that uh, Alphonse is the Full Metal Alchemist, mm-hmm. is Edward Elric. Um, so it's funny, hilarious. It's funny every time. Uh, uh, but it's not escalated from what we saw earlier. No. Um, they do some like Dutch angles so where the whole shot is crooked as yes. the elder brother approaches them, um, and I, it actually works here. As opposed to in episode three, when the uh, when Edward and Alphonse were fighting each other and talking about their hopes and dreams, and it didn't work. I want to clarify though that they're not fighting when the Dutch angles are used in episode three. The Dutch angles. Are oh, there it's just when they're talking about their hopes and dreams. Excuse yeah. me. Um, but it actually, <laughs> it actually works here, and this this scene is actually cool because the the two Edwards fight for a minute. And it's actually a pretty cool fight scene, I thought, because uh, Edward throws a bunch of punches and kicks. I thought it was slow moving. The other Edward just dodges. I'm surprised you said that. No, it's like punch, a couple seconds elapse. Yeah, punch, a couple seconds elapse. Pu- and I'm, 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 no, just, I'm annoyed no, no, by no, that. It's, it's it's punch, and he dodges, and that's a comedic thing. So they give you a moment to let it sink in, and then it's punch, 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 punch and he dodges all of it. Okay. Anyways, um, well, so we dis- we so. disagree. This is the Naruto <laughs> fan. Slow moving fight scene, my ass. I know. I realize uh, I'm coming <laughs> off of Naruto and saying that it was a slow moving fight scene, but it was a slow moving fight scene for me. Uh, but once alchemy gets involved in this fight, we learn that the other Edward can do alchemy without a transmutation circle. Yes. And when he uses alchemy, he also gets the the red electric effect that we saw with Father Cornello. Yes. Um, but the fight is broken up because guard well. The fight ends, ends because, because guards, guards are, are coming. coming. And then Edward and Alphonse are outside. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're outside like a mile away from the mansion. It's way <laughs> it's way in the background. Um, yeah. And they're just like, dang it. But how did they get there? I don't know. How did they escape the guards coming? Could have shown that, but didn't. Uh, and, but also could have like played this scene with the boys running away from the mansion or traveling. yeah. I don't get it. Anyway, um, the house is twinkling in the very far distance. Way far away. Um, um, and the boys, the the real Elrics wonder if the other Elrics have made a Philosopher's Stone yet. Um, and, and then Alphonse says that maybe that other Edward is older than you are, brother. And Edward punches him like a good brother. Yes. So Edward is only upset if people insinuate that Edward might be a child if Alphonse says it. Not if little girls who assume Alphonse is his yeah, father say it. why didn't he it. punch that little girl? Whatever. Um, anyways, from there we go back to the lab that the back to the lab again, uh, where the other brothers Elric are working. Um, we it's still full of the red chemicals. There are all kinds of beakers and vials yeah. and glasses and jars. Uh, but it's also full of plants. Uh, yes, and the plants are kind of browning at the edges. So yeah, you can tell they're they're dying. These plants are very sick, and yeah. the other Alphonse is appears to be quite concerned about this. He's, he's he does. touching them in a way that, that lets you read. That's actually very well animated. That lets yeah. you read that he is... And they have their masks just, back on. They take violent. their masks off when they go to the library. Yes, they do have their masks back on. Um, but the other Alphonse says that he he wants to leave. Yeah. And the other Elric, 
or the other Edward, huh? It's, um, it's tricky. They're both other Elrics. Yeah. Uh, but the other Edward says that he is not going to let Mugwar take the credit for their dad's life work. Yeah. And that he may, he's going to make sure that the other Alphonse gets out if it comes to that. Right. To, well, and, and specifically when you say their dad's work, he he's, talks about finishing the Philosopher's Stone. Yes. Yes. Um, but yes, he does say the other Alphonse will get out. Um, and from there we go, uh, I guess, underground. Yeah, somewhere. But, oh my god, guys, you're not going to believe this. They have a wine fountain, just like they what? had in Lior. No. Which tells me that a wine fountain is not indicative of wealth, but of the existence of a philosopher's stone. Oh my gosh. this I feel like this arc has a lot in common with the Lior arc. It really does. There's uh, so many parallels, and I don't feel that many of them pay off, but we'll talk about that. I don't think they're even... They're, they hardly even feel intentional. Yeah. Um, but there's an old man... And it's Mugwar. Uh, he's by the fountain. Yes. And he's also wearing a mask. And Lust is also there. She's hanging out, like, sitting or, or perched on a wall somehow. She's not wearing a mask, which I think is interesting. She tells Mugwar that the Elric brothers have, the real Elric brothers have arrived, and he needs to hurry up and use, quote, any means necessary to finish the Philosopher's Stone. He begs her for more time. And she doesn't seem like she really wants to give it to him. Um, but that is really all that happens in that scene, right? Yeah. And from there, we go to our commercial break. That's that's it. Yeah. Um, and the reason we sound so upset about this is because we don't see either of these people again for Ever the rest again. of this episode. No. No, I'm sure we see them. I hope we see them in the next episode. After our commercial break, we cut to outside where Edward and Alphonse are still on that hillside. Right. And, and that's that's another reason that in the previous scene with them, they could have been running away. Yeah. Because they're still on this hill when we get here. Yeah. Edward is icing his bruised cheek on Alphonse's leg. Oh, yeah, because uh, the other Edward punched him. Yes, he, so he's he got a big a like, hit, so welt yeah, on, his, on his face. Uh, Alphonse is, is quite motherly about it. It's just like, you know what? You go on, take care of yourself, bro. I feel bro. like he's weirdly motherly about I it. He's like, disagree. use my body however you want. Okay. He said, he said, I swear to God he says something that's translated like that. Okay, uh, but then Uncle Belcio appears and he invites them to come stay with him. Yeah. Um, once we get to Belcio's house, he basically is like, I'm not going to let kids sleep outside in the cold. So he's a decent guy. He doesn't believe that they're the real Elric brothers, but he also doesn't really care. Yeah. And he doesn't seem to really care about the Philosopher's Stone or really about what happened at the inn. No. But he does tell us that he thinks that Mugwar has the people wrapped around his finger, the people of Zenitime. I wonder how... I wonder if we'll even find out. Who knows? The next morning, Elisa comes to visit Belcio, and she basically tells them that everyone knows the Elric brothers snuck into Mugwar's mansion. Well, everyone knows that it got broken into, and everyone And everyone suspects. assumes yeah. that it's... Assumes is probably a better... Yeah. Um, and Edward says that they... That that basically the people of Zenitime need the Philosopher's Stone in order to transmute gold. Um, and he... Pieces out to go hunt the other brothers, Elric. Yeah. I... The other Edwards. Oh, well, no, the, no, both of them. Yeah. I don't, I, I still don't understand why we need the Philosopher's Stone to transmute gold. I, it's just not, it's just not possible in this universe. Whatever. It's just the rule. Whatever. Um, but, but uh, Alphonse is kind of like, you can't, but Edward takes off. He's gone. Alphonse kind of motions to follow him or stop him, but he doesn't get there in time. And Belcio tells Alphonse, or asks Alphonse to go to the drugstore mm-hmm. to get some medicine for Edward's cheek and also for Elisa. At the drugstore, the other brother, Elric Alphonse, 
um, is peeking in through the window. And the townsfolk are all sitting around. They're gossiping about Alphonse. Yeah, because well, Some of them are coughing without masks on. Some, Some of them, them have, have masks on. on. Some of these people are anti-maskers. Um, but they're also, like, everybody in this town is yeah, super, super rude. rude. Like, they're, like, first of all, they are coughing without masks on, which is a big no-no. Um, Especially because this is a very Japanese, Japanese mistress. So yeah, that's, I would like, assume the manners super, to be the yeah, super ill-mannered. But also they're, like, calling him Antha, which, like, dude, well, and that's they call kind Bel- of aggressive. Yeah, they call Belcio the same thing. Yeah. Um, but nobody, nobody trusts him because everybody thinks that he's a phony. Yeah, so Alphonse is kicked out of this drugstore for essentially being a, a liar. Um, and then he is approached by the other brother, Elric Alphonse, um, who offers to buy him the medicine um, as as equivalent exchange Talka for lying. But they don't... Coca-Cola. But they don't um, actually translate it as equivalent exchange. Yeah, they just, just translate like... it as apology. But we're I'm listening for Toka Coca. <laughs> so whenever someone says Toka Coca, I'm like, that's equivalent it's exchange. Toka Coca. But I don't. Mm. But I don't mm. get why. I don't get why they don't translate it because it's like it's such an important concept to an alchemist that anytime someone who is an alchemist. Or is talking to an alchemist. Anytime anybody says this in Fullmetal Alchemist, you should always translate it it's, as equivalent exchange. It's such it, a well-known rule of the universe, right. too. But it's such a it's such a it's such a different connotation. Because when an alchemist goes to another alchemist and says, I'll do this for you as an equivalent exchange, it carries a lot a different kind of weight. Yeah. There's there's a mutual respect that comes in there yeah. that doesn't exist when you translate it as anything other than equivalent exchange. Yeah. But, yes, the other Alphonse says, I'll buy you the medicine. Um, and they kind of start talking, and they they kind of become friends, it looks like, over the next couple scenes. Because uh, when we see them next, they have the medicine, and they're kind of sitting together in, a, like, a mining yard that's not being used at the moment. And they're just, they're just talking. We learn that the other brothers, Elric, are using the Elric's name, specifically Edward's name, because uh, Edward's the one who's a state alchemist, in order to work with Mugwar and finish their father's life work. The, the implication being that Edward as a state alchemist, has enough of a reputation that Mugwar would be like, of course you can come and help me as a state alchemist. And just being a regular alchemist would not have been enough. Alphonse says something along the lines of, it's cool that you're trying to like finish your dad's work. My brother hates our dad. Which which is true. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and the other Alphonse seems kind of concerned about what's going on. He yeah. doesn't seem really thrilled with it. And Alphonse is like, look, if your brother is doing something wrong, you're the only person who's going to be able to, like, tell him and stop him. Which is important later. Um, in one shot, there's a bird. Uh, and I was expecting... I was expecting it to pop! Because that's what I happened. I thought we were going to finally get an answer about why birds pop. Right, that's a question they raised in Lior, and I still don't understand. I, don't, I still don't know the answer to it. Yeah, and I don't know why they called special attention to this bird if it wasn't going to pop. Yep. Yep. Um... But they keep walking and talking. They're somewhere else in town. Um, and Alphonse this time asks why everyone's coughing. I mean, we don't get an answer yet because the other brother, the other Edward appears, sees the Alphonse is talking, and the other Alphonse runs after him. But as he goes, Alphonse is like, what's your name? And he's like, my name's Fletcher. Uh-huh. So we know that the other Alphonse is Fletcher. Uh-huh. And then the, the real Edward appears. Yes, the short and- one. Runs, yeah, the short Edward <laughs> appears and runs up to Alphonse and basically tells him that the other brother, Elric Edward, 
is going around and fixing hose and wheels for people. And he's also breaking equivalent exchange. We have not seen him break equivalent exchange thus far. So how? When? Where? Show me. Where did all... Why didn't they show us any of this? Like... This it would have been, been so much better to have a scene where Edward's, Edward's like, spying on him around yeah, the corner. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I was so there with you. Um, and then, and then you can see the other Edward do some alchemy, and Edward can just be like, "He's breaking equivalent exchange," and I'll believe you. Probably, <laughs> well, actually, no, I, I won't believe. I won't believe you, Full Metal Alchemist two thousand three, because you haven't given me any reason to trust you on anything. Truth. Um, but we go back to the other brother, Elric Lab, yeah. and. Fletcher wants to ask the other brother Elric Edward something. Um and Presumably outside what he's doing. We see yeah. the real Elric brothers sneak back in using a different method this time. Yes. This time they use the James and the Giant Peach method. <laughs> That's the visual reference that got called up from <laughs> I can tell by your response that it happened for you too. I hope everybody knows what I'm talking about. They use the Mole Man campaign, is what Edward calls it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Edward uses alchemy to make a big tunnel in the ground, and they crawl through it, and it looks like James and the Giant Peach. Which looks to me like they're kind of ignoring equivalent exchange. I thought the same thing, yeah. (laughs) And I guess the argument is like, well, they just packed everything into the walls, but like, it certainly looks like he just... Yeah, just sucks it out of there. Yeah. Yep. So... If anybody's breaking equivalent exchange, if any Edward is breaking equivalent exchange, it's episode, the real one. Yeah. I'm not even sure if these are the real brothers, Elric, now. I know. I kind of feel like these other brothers are the real brothers, Elric. Right? Um, um, but the real brothers, Elric, emerge in some kind of sewer and they yeah. see this red water. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought they were doing this to be less conspicuous. I know, before. and now there's just okay. a hold here and there, anymore. and also it would have caused a reaction that had a sound and light, just like well, the we last see, like, time. We see like the whole ground flash. So I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the logic is that makes this a better method. Go back. Um, I, I regret going back for that. Go, go back to the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> when they emerge, they emerge in some kind of sewer, and there's there's like red water. Flowing in like a gutter, like from the fountain. So it's not, yeah, it's not like a wine like from the wine fountain. fountain. And um, they, they identify it as red, red water. water. So it's yeah. not a wine fountain, but I'm going to continue to call it a wine fountain. But Fair. Edward says that the red water is for the red stone, which he has read about in Central Library. Right. You, refine you refine the red water to, to make, make the a red, red stone. stone. Um, and he says that the red stone is roughly the same as a philosopher's stone. So, my question now is, why is he just, like, why is he not just making a red stone right. if the Central Library just has free have, information yeah, on, it. on it? You don't even gotta go through Boss Gron to get it or get yourself right. punched it's not to super get it. classified because he's read it. Yeah, so he's, he can just access it. Like, but, so, so if especially if the Philosopher's Stone is, like, the same thing but a little bit better than this, like, wouldn't... Just yeah. a redstone, get your job done. But he says I, I that assume so. he says an alchemist named Nash something or other was looking into it, but it just didn't pan out for him. But that's still enough for Edward to go on. Edward yeah. who put together human transmutation at yeah. the age of the, the like is, if, eleven. He if, can do this. If these are two different things, and there's already a ton of research on the redstone, and they're basically the same. It doesn't make any sense for Edward to not be pursuing that. Why is he so dead set on the philosopher's yeah. stone when there's something that's Equally as far viable. As can see, just as good. Yeah. Yeah. But Edward is very suddenly overcome with illness and mm-hmm. he collapses. We can see kind of this red mist rising. Yeah. Um, and then Fletcher appears at the end of a tunnel and he urges um the Elric brothers to follow him quickly. 
Right. He sees that Edward is collapsed and Alphonse is like, oh god, what's happening? Yes. Um, so inside of Mugwar's mansion, uh, Edward wakes up. And Fletcher tells him a little bit about the red water, specifically that it is dangerous. Um, and Edward's like, I'm gonna smash everything. And the other brother, Elric Edward, won't let that happen. He's, he comes into the room and he's like, I've made a red stone. And it's about the size of a ping pong ball. Yeah. Um, and he said that his dad sacrificed himself for this. And he's not going to let that be in vain. Yeah. And then he transmutes a sword out of a lamp. And we see the red alchemy flash. But... It does appear that equivalent exchange is still observed. Right. And I remember we were watching that and we were both just kind of like, we were that waiting sword for it. looks about as big as a lamp to me. Yeah. 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 We were waiting for Edward's statement that he ignores equivalent exchange to like hold up. And it, right. it Especially didn't. since he's holding and presumably using the red stone. Which is the philosopher's stone, but not, not Philosoph- as great. Diet philosopher's stone. Yes. Yeah. Diet philosopher's the stone. DPS. There you go. Uh, so they, the boys fight. The mm-hmm. other brother. Ed- the, uh, the Edwards fight. Yes. The Edwards fight. Because um, Alphonse isn't allowed to do anything. Yes. Also, I feel like Alphonse versus Fletcher would not go very well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But the other brother, Elric Edward, yep. makes a hose to a big tank of red water in another room. And Again. Yeah, equivalent exchanges up there. Because we see, the he makes the hose like out of the door and I guess the walls leading to the tank. Well, we but see we that see, denting and that dimpling yeah, that occurs. Yeah, that shows that he's pulling the materials Where the materials from. he's pulling. Yeah, and he says that Edward is going to die if he gets sprayed with red water. <laughs> so like, now I'm like, oh my God, can you imagine though if they had been coming up into that yeah. sewer and Edward had opened up the little hole like two inches to the Right, right and the water just poured in. And be dead. <laughs> That's uh, the series. Um, <laughs> now we're gonna follow the real brothers, Elric. <laughs> That'd be a sick way to like hand it off. Just be like, these are your protagonists now. Yep. Those other boys, forget them. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> they um, show up in East City, and Roy Mustang's like, I'm not even gonna ask. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'd pay a lot of money to see that. The other so, Edward makes this hose. Yeah. And he turns it on, and Edward turns his arm into an umbrella so that he can hold it off. Yes. Um, and he <laughs> says, Langdon's favorite line in the it episode. It doesn't make any sense. He says, I'm not, Edward Elric says, I'm not going to lose to someone who's chasing after his own dad. What? Which. What? I, right. What does that mean? What does that mean? I've never. I've never disparaged. I've never disparaged somebody for like respecting their father and right. wanting to follow in his footsteps, except yeah. for like Don Jr. and Eric. But like, okay. <laughs> just <laughs> other than that, like, if you want to follow in your dad's yeah. footsteps, like, dude, power well, to you. Right. <laughs> if anything, I get more upset when dads try to live vicariously through their sons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I guess that reinforces what Alphonse said earlier about, like, mm, that's cool. Edward hates our dad. Yeah, right? Um, Who cares? I, I, I don't, don't care know. right now. Oh. Um, but then Edward starts to slip on because this red water Because the floor is covered in this dangerous red water that you're not supposed to be close to. And then Fletcher intervenes by getting in the way 
and gets covered yeah. in the red water. So he's dead. He's dead. But then Fletcher, before he dies, has time to say <laughs> that their dad would not be happy with his older brother's research. Yeah. And then there's a whistle, and before we can see Fletcher die, they all gasp and look toward the camera where presumably somebody is coming, and yeah. then our end credits start. Uh, so Real quick, though, I do want to say that I think, I think the beat where Fletcher uh, says, like, dad's not, like... This isn't what Dad would have wanted, basically. I think that beat actually plays really nicely. It's actually I think, a nice beat. I think it's a good character beat for him, um, no, and, right for, right. and for the older, old, the older brother too. Yeah. Uh, but yes, there is the whistle. All the four, the four Elrics look shocked, and then the episode's over. But the music for the end credits like cuts into that. Like you hear the whistle, and then the music starts. And it... Stop! <laughs> you just how long have you been practicing? Um, uh, <laughs> But it really just shows how, like, because we talked about this a bunch, it really just shows how weird and, like, not a good fit for the show the music has been. Yeah. And we were listening to the soundtrack for Brotherhood uh, a few days ago. Oh, it's sexy. And it's just like, god damn, you guys They knew really, what they were doing. I really think it most of it is money. Yeah, a lot like, of it has to be money. But just, it's so much better realized. The music in this show, they have the one good track, the, like, mystery lab theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- we've been calling it the lab thing, but theme, but I think it's, it's the just mystery, mystery theme. theme. That's the only song with this show that I'm like, oh yeah. Everything else, I'm like, this is dumb. Sorry to be a bitch about music, uh, but that is the end of this episode. So we're, it, there is a part two. So if you guys are feeling like, but there's no conclusion to anything, you're right. Uh, but let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk um, about some takeaways. Let's go. So the, the episode is called and centers around the other brothers, Elric. So it's actually called The Land of Sand. Yes. Based on the light novel of the same name. Right. There's, there, I think there's six, quote unquote, official light novels for mm-hmm. Fullmetal Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one, the sixth one is getting published soon. It's all about Yes, Winry. it's about Winry. My girl. Um, or tra- published in English. Yes. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Daddy Viz. <laughs> uh, um. Yes, but like Diane said, this is called The Land of Sand. It's based on a light novel of the same name. Yeah. Um, Optional we, canon. We, we couldn't find it online, probably because Viz owns it and doesn't want us reading it for free like we wanted to. <laughs> uh, uh, and I, I, and I, it's been way too long for me. I imagine that it follows it pretty directly. Mm-hmm. But since it's deviated so sharply from the manga, who knows for sure. Yeah, who, who um, really knows? But it's but it's, you said that these characters, uh, the, the Trinums, and the, the credits has their names. So popular to the point yeah. that, like, if you're browsing fan fiction sites, you'll find fan fictions under Full Metal Alchemist. If you read fan fiction, I actually don't read fan fiction at all. But I write fan fiction. I actually don't read it. I think the last time I read a fan fiction was like four years ago when I was co-writing a How to Train Your Dragon fan fiction with somebody, and I, I had like, to like read her half. So I, I feel like that's, that's gonna it. be like a pretty lame take. I feel like people are gonna be like, "Boo, <laughs> don't read fan fiction, <laughs> bitch." Um, no, I, I legitimately, do, I don't have time. But um, the, the like you'll find tags where people are like, "This is based on Brotherhood slash the manga," but also the Tringums are here. So like. That's, <laughs> Well loved, but I I kind of get why. Um, and, and yeah, we, like we said that their names are in the credits, so yeah. we know now that their names are Russell and Fletcher Tringham. Yes, uh, I like Russell. I like his. I think he's kind of cool. Um, okay. and it's nice. He does feel older than Edward, and it's nice to have that a little yeah. bit of maturity from still a kid. 
Exactly. And mature is the exact word I was going to use. Um, I like his design. I think he fits into Full Metal. He way better, better than Lyra did. Way better than Lyra. Better than better than Fletcher, too, though. Yeah. Um, not that Fletcher doesn't fit, but, like... I. I like his I, I, design, too. Yeah. I think there's something about, like, rolled up sleeves and suspenders on a person that really does it for me. Like... Noted. Are you trying to seduce <laughs> me with the suspenders no, now? No, I mean, hey. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but I do... I, he's, he's quite competent. He's yeah. quite mature. Um, and you really enjoyed their fight scene. Yeah, I, 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 really, eh. I, really, I really don't know where that eh comes from, especially... From a Naruto fan, you, you <laughs> not, have genuinely. I'm not a me. fan. I was oh. just mad depressed. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. I don't like Naruto unless I'm sad. Pretty much. Um, but but so far I like his thing, and I and I don't think that it's weird for him to be trying to follow in his dad's footsteps. I don't either. Um, oh my god, is his dad the Nash person? Yeah, his dad is Nash Trangham. I feel really stupid now. No. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Because we wa- <laughs> You are really stupid. <laughs> we talked about this episode so many times and we watched oh it. Oh my twice, god. And I literally am just putting that together and I feel really embarrassed. Get out. <laughs> I, I don't even feel that that's not justified. God damn. I feel really stupid. All right, I'm I'm taking over this now. <laughs> Please talk about Fletcher. Um Fletcher you, you don't like him. I No, I don't dislike him. I just think he's a little wimp. Okay. I, he cries a lot. I, I personally don't understand why his hat doesn't cover his whole head. Um, his, <laughs> yeah. The, cra- like the crown of his head is just poking yeah. out the top. He's got- he could borrow Roy Mustang's hat from episode no. one. <laughs> no. Yes, he could. It would cover his whole head. And also, even though it covers his ears in this one, Roy Mustang's hat covers his ears too. So You're he right. could just borrow right. it and it would basically change very little. Um. I think his design's a little bit more out of place because he has that weird-ass hat that covers his ears but not his head. Um, and he's also got, like, these Oshkosh Bogosh <laughs> green overalls that sure. match his hat. So he is he is in... Maybe he's just Hulk Couture for, for a mistress. <laughs> he's, he's a child model. Oh, my God. Um, I think it's interesting because they kind of... They want them... It feels like they wanted to kind of set up the boys as foils to the real Elrics or as parallels to the real Elrics and I don't know that they ever settled on one Um, they feel better as like foils to each other they feel better as foils to each other is the way in the way that Edward Nalkins are foils to each other but like they just feel like the other Elric or they feel like their Elric counterpart, but more. So like, yeah. Russell is except you know, Russell's Russell's very serious, and Ed, Edward's not a that dickwad, Edward's not and Russell's Edward's a dickwad, but a little bit more. And yeah. Alphonse is a good boy, and and Fletcher is a good boy, but a little bit more. So yeah. like that that's kind of what they went with for that. Yeah, and I and I don't I don't mind that. I'm curious to explore them more in the next episode. I think it would, and especially knowing that there's fan fiction where people are like, but also the Tringums are real. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a lot more that can be done with these characters, <laughs> and I wouldn't even mind having them longer. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if they'll survive past this arc. I don't want you to tell me. Um, but I, I'd be I'd be interested if they became, like, part of the cast. Because I know that we don't get Ling or May, right? Oh, no, we don't. Yeah, we don't get any of the Shing... The, we don't get any of the Shingies people. I think I think Arakawa calls them, like, the Shingies Suite. Or the Shing Suite or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter, but... I, I wouldn't mind them becoming, like, cast members, really. 
Yeah. Um, I think that I think they're cool. A lot of blondes though. Let's talk about the philosopher's stone. Oh 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 the blonde thing. Um, oh never mind. I thought it was interesting, and I thought I thought it was a good. Their blonde is not the same kind of blonde as Edwards. Edwards is a little bit darker. And I believe when Edwards contrasted with other blonde characters in Full Metal, in Brotherhood at least, I don't know how it is in the colored versions of the manga, um, but his hair is darker because he's not actually a Mestrian blonde. He's actually from Xerxes. Spoiler. Why are you looking at me like that? It's really cute that you think that Xerxes is going to exist in this. Can't have shit in O3. <laughs> can't, can't have shit in O3 Full Metal. I hate this. Um, so, okay. So I guess he's just blonder, blonder for no reason. <laughs> now, now, now really let's talk mad. about the Philosopher's Stone, the yes. rules of the Philosopher's Stone. Yes, because this episode has finally given us a rule, which yeah. has been one of our biggest complaints about the show so far. And that rule is that you can't make gold without a Philosopher's Stone. Which, again, seems extremely arbitrary because I always figured equivalent exchange was based more on mass and energy. So, like, you can make an element into another element. You just right. got to switch around some protons right. and electrons. That's, that, so simple. Well, when you've got alchemy magic, yes. Yes. <laughs> I guess I guess you don't need a particle collider when you have alchemy no, magic. No, you don't. Uh, or just chemistry, I feel like. Can't you? I don't know. I'm too far out of hard science. Learning. I mean, when you combine multiple elements that are that that have certain reactions, yes, you can produce... A, a new element or multiple new elements. Yeah, there there are chemical reactions that absolutely result that way. Okay, so you don't necessarily need a collider. Anyways, no. Um, I've I spent a long time since I've studied hard sciences. By like 10 years. Rough. Um, uh, but I'm also now, because I'm curious how it's made in this universe. But, but okay. I'm also curious if our Mugwar and the Tringhams trying to make a philosopher's stone i think you're trying yes or are they trying to make a red stone i don't know because lust definitely thinks that mugwar is trying to make a philosopher's stone yeah not a red stone and everyone in town thinks that they're trying to make a philosopher's stone but edward and russell think they're trying to make a red stone yeah based on the things that edward said and russell said independently of one another will the red stone help them make gold I, assuming that it's literally just a diet philosopher's stone, sure. And if the red stone is made out of red water, uh, do we want to talk about what the philosopher's stone is made out of? The philosopher's stone is made out of human souls. I guess so. so. Uh, but but do you think it's made out, is it made out of human souls here? I have no or idea. Or can you make it through a more mundane method? I have no idea. So the interesting thing about the philosopher's stone and about Arakawa's alchemy in general is that pretty much everything in it is accounted for except humanity and the, that's why the you action, can't do a human yeah you can't do a human transmutation because the soul is this unquantifiable quantity right and i'm always i'm always surprised at how confident edward is in like the calculation he's done for the for the weight of a human body yeah and where that he, he doesn't consider this yeah where or that he, he risks it with the blood yeah but because but i think a lot of it is is he doesn't he he's not, not thinking that way yet. He's he not, not thinking in terms of yeah. unquantifiable quantities. He's thinking in yeah. terms of quantifiable quantities. Alchemy is quantifiable. And so I think that that's something that drives him forward. But that's something that Arakawa is very committed to, is this idea of the human soul is is valued above all other yeah. things. Well, and I think that's an important thing for her, just, just in general. Just in general. Just, it certainly seems to be yeah. 
hugely critical to the it's to a the story. <laughs> yes, but it's um, but it's a massively important theme. It's it like if you walk away theme. from Full Metal and you're just like, yeah, people fucking whatever. Uh, then but the, 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 the reason that the Philosopher's Stone is able to subvert rules of alchemy is because it uses this subverting material of the human soul. So the idea of yeah. red water making a Philosopher's Stone or a Philosopher's Stone-like material that's not a Philosopher's Stone but does the exact same thing, it's weird to me. It makes me wonder if they're basically interchangeable and what the Philosopher's Stone in this universe is actually made from. Yeah, I don't understand why they wouldn't be in this context. Yeah. Yeah. It, it. I don't know. The whole thing seems really odd to me. And it seems really odd to me that the homunculi, well, Lust, at least, doesn't know that they're working on a red stone, not a philosopher's stone. Yeah. Or doesn't care. Right. Also, when the homunculi just, like, apparently have philosopher's stones to throw around, because they gave one to Father Cornello. So, what? Yeah. what's the problem? Yeah. I, I don't know. Who knows? Um, the other thing with this episode, and I think this makes it kind of difficult to have a podcast episode about this episode is that it's really all set up. Yeah. It's really totally, almost entirely exposition. There's really mm-hmm. no progressing, of, no real uh, meaningful progression of plot here. No, you're absolutely right. And and one thing that we talk about a lot is the CDQ or the central yeah. dramatic question. And this, it is, is the, the yes or no question, a close ended question that drives your entire narrative. Right. And for the entire series, that close-ended question, that CDQ, is will the boys get their bodies back? That drives our entire plot. Yep. But what every episode should also have its own CDQ and an episodic right. work you, like you should this. be able to narrow down really any anything that you can package as a separate narrative yeah. should have its own CDQ. Any one-and-done episode, any two-and-done, that should have its own CDQ. Yep. What is the CDQ of this arc? <laughs> What's happening? Um, um, <laughs> That's not a CDQ. No, it's not. Um, and so we, we came up with a couple examples, which are like, will the Edric Elrics get their identities back? Yeah, will... Which doesn't, doesn't feel quite right. Will Mugwar make a Philosopher's Stone? Doesn't feel quite right. Because I don't know who Mugwar is or care about him. Right. Will the boys save Zenitime? Which doesn't really feel like a super pressing question to begin with, because the, the action doesn't center around that at all. The action no, centers right. around these other brothers Elric. Absolutely right. And we also haven't seen Zenitime in too much trouble. Like, we've seen some people coughing. Some people got the COVID. Right. But and, like, we, and we have enough evidence to believe that that is being caused by the red water. But it hasn't been explicitly uh-huh. stated yet. Yeah. Um, well, I guess maybe, kind of. Yeah. Uh, but we also haven't really seen Zenitime in too much trouble. Like, it doesn't seem necessarily like worse not, off they're than not at the well. point when they're selling off their valuables that are hanging on That's the walls. That's an excellent point, yeah. So they're not dying just yet and they're still mining yeah they're still mining like industry is still happening trains are still running there it's not a dead town yet so there's there we haven't seen it in too much trouble um will they find a philosopher's stone in zenitime i already know the answer to that and it's no i think but i think that is probably the best cdq that we have but what's already been answered the answer is no they're gonna find a redstone they're gonna find a redstone they already did because russell made it yeah, so I, I, I'm, but I'm still kind of like, what's the difference? I know. Like, <laughs> Diet philosopher's stone. So overall, I, I think if thoughts. we had to assign a CDQ, it would be will they find a philosopher's stone in Zenitime? Yeah. But but like you said, no. does doesn't look like they're gonna. And whatever action happens next episode, kind of feels more around. I don't. I don't see. It's that's gonna revolve around saving Fletcher at first, and like. <laughs> yeah, because he's. 
covered in red water. But but yeah, it doesn't like that's not the question I'm looking. I don't know what to expect from next episode because I don't really know what what they're well, asking me to engage with. I have an idea of what to expect. Um, so Belcio brought up that Mugwar has the town wrapped around his finger. Yeah. I'm excited to see how Mugwar is manipulating people. That's what I'm hoping the next episode can offer me, is how this man is manipulating and wrapping this town around his finger. It's It would be... I feel like that's going to be difficult to get done, because I feel like they would have needed to start that already. Because Father Cornella doesn't just show up in the second episode of the Leor arc. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's true. All right, so overall thoughts, I can go. Um... Overall, I liked the episode. I, like we talked about, I think the Trangomes are good and useful, and I'd, I'd actually be excited to see a lot more mm-hmm. of them if, if sure. they have it for me. Um, I think the fights were really cool, mm-hmm. um, and I know that you don't totally agree, but mm-hmm. at least the first fight I thought was very, very fun. Um, it doesn't have to take the whole episode for me to be into it. Um, the pacing's a little weird. Yeah. Not, not as weird as last episode's. But, uh, like, pacing where they get teleported miles away from the mansion. Yeah. The Mole Man campaign thing is real weird. Yeah. It, it, it is still light years ahead of some of the pacing we've seen in this. But so. even even knowing that it's a two-part arc, I would have expected to be a little further along than I feel yeah. like we are right now. Yeah, and that and is think, very disappointing. It yeah. feels very strung out and slow. Mm-hmm. And it, Well, and it also just doesn't feel like we're giving time to the things that need time. I don't feel like we've had enough time with the other brothers, Elric, who seem to be the focus of the arc. And I feel like we spent too much time doing stuff in Zena time, which doesn't feel important. Yes. You know what we should have had time with? Lust. Because I agree 100%. lust is back. I like my women curvy. Yeah. Okay? Well, and, and so... I don't know why that wasn't the last scene of the episode in a cliffhanger. Right? Because to put it where they put it, it just feels like, what was that about? Yeah. It feels like that scene. It, doesn't... it feels <laughs> like that scene in the first episode of the Lior arc where lust is just there and you're like, yeah. what was that about? Yeah. Um. <gasps> Yikes. Um, I think it's nice to have a two-parter. It's nice to have an episode that ends on like a real, real cliffhanger. But it's annoying for me because at sure. this point, we're 11 episodes in. We should be in the main arc of the story right now. And this is why the flashback fucked us is because the flashback totally fucked the pacing of the entire show. At this point, you really want to be into your full-on narrative instead of coming back to doing one and dones like we had last episode or a two-parter like we have this episode. I was a, I was about to counter, but you're, you're actually right. And because, we only, because we only have 50 episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we should be into our narrative yeah. right now. We should be into our main plot line instead of dwelling on one and dones. Yeah, and, and, I, and I can't imagine this really being... frustrating. And so they could have done that. They could have nixed the entire flashback, paced it out in certain places, um, and dropped in smaller flashbacks or strung things into the actual narrative and just made this episode three. But and then... Is... But that's all. This There's is also, so much they could have done to do this better. It's also reinforcing the formula that we set up a few episodes ago, which is that alchemy causes yes. problems and violence solves them. But but even beyond that, the boys go to a town. Alchemy is causing problems. Violence solves it. Yes. That's what happened last episode. That's what happened in episode four. That's Literally, what's happened yep. a couple other times. I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, this could be that again. And it kind of makes me worry that we're entering like Pokemon territory. Yeah. Go to town. Have Pokemon fight. I, leave don't know who with no larger arc we are 11 episodes in and i know no more about our bad guys than i did 11 episodes ago and I that's feel like less scared of them because clearly the only philosopher's stone that they had they gave to they father gave father Cornell. Cornell. It was a scrub. 
But like, um, the, the, I'm just thinking here about the manga. By this point in the manga, by episode 11, Edward chapter. and Alphonse were breaking into Lab 5. That That's where the Lab 5 arc starts. It's, chap, or it's chapter 11. Damn. Chapter 10 is where they find out what the Philosopher's Stone is made of. So they're already fighting Barry the Chopper. They're already fighting uh, the other prisoners. Like, well, they've already fought Barry the Chopper. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> but no, they're already in Lab 5 by Chapter 11. And so the fact that we're in Lust has already burned down a whole library. So Envy is already scaring the shit out of me. Like, they're so deep into it in Chapter 11. And we're so, like... Still wondering. So you're probably frustrated. That this I'm is a two-parter. very frustrated yeah. that this is a two-parter. I'm very frustrated that because we had a flashback ti- so early because you're tired I'm, of the of the enter town the- violence solves problems leave town. Even the flashback was so much one and done, and I'm like, I'm so sick of this now. Yeah, get me to a goddamn story. You do have I'm to tired. have small arcs inside of your arcs, though. But your arcs should connect to each other. Yes, and... Sh- and uh, they should flow and topple into one and in- into yeah. one another like dominoes. It She's also be... very, very good at that. She really is at having all of her arcs overlap. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, Arakawa is a master at having her arcs layer into one yeah. another and just meld together seamlessly so that they just kind of flow and feel like a continuous narrative and not like okay that arc's done now it but feels so nice zoomed out enough you can still you can't see pick them out distinct arcs absolutely but you it, can but, but, but it you're absolutely flows right. so nicely yeah in, in a way that american comic books at the very least and most other and that this sit, like, at the very least but even a, a lot of serialized media has trouble with this and she's just she be, but she had a goal in mind she had the whole thing figured out from the beginning well, presumably so do these people I don't know. I don't know why you would think that. Because Arakawa said it was so at one point when she was talking about how she requested a different ending, and then they plotted out a different ending. I have to assume they're coming into this do not think, totally blind. Do you think Hitler came up when she was in the room, or do you think that? <laughs> do you think that was a later conversation? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out where to cut this though, because let's just cut it here. <laughs>